0: Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Raz Hockey. This is episode seventy-five, and we are back. Uh, we took a week off last week. Uh, I was kind of exhausted and tired. We, I, I uh, was tired and exhausted from attending the Moskito Cup in Timmins, so and my voice was really raspy and sounded. Uh, Oh, like a whiskey voice kind of thing so I was really tired Bush was being bush so uh but we're back we had a good week at the Muskgo Cup um I'll talk about that later but yeah episode 75 uh we are recording on the treaty three territory home of the and the um how many reserves in treaty three? Lots
1: 48
0: let's, let's to say, at least five. There's at least 48, or was it 46 oh, something in like, the 40s? eh?
1: there's at least five,
0: at least five. Yeah, there's there's just, 10 just
1: just around Kenora. Yeah, so, so. gives an idea.
0: Yeah, we are on 33 territory, and uh, yeah, uh, guest for episode 75. Um, I interviewed him last night. Uh, Bush was unable to attend. He had prior commitments. He was told, so Bush wasn't around. Uh, <laughs> our guest is uh, Mr. Willie Sellers of Williams Lake First Nations. Um, he is our first guest that is from Manitoba. I was going to say Manitoba from what you were say? <laughs> I said that. He is uh, our first guest from BC he's the chief of his community williams lake and he's uh he plays senior hockey out in B- bc for the williams lake Stampeders. peters he's uh plays res tourneys. a uh, really nice guy had a really good uh, we had a good chat prior to our uh, interview and talked to him after the interview so we had we had a really good time it was it was good to finally get someone from bc because well drew rose He's buddy with Drew Rose and Drew was on the show but and uh Rosie lives in BC now so it kind of i guess still Where's from Drew? Saskatcha.
1: Sorry. Where's Which not German? No. Ire no. He's in he's overseas Drew, right? No. Who am I thinking of then?
0: I, I don't know. Uh
1: well, someone's overseas.
0: <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of guys overseas that were yeah. on our show. Yeah. But uh yeah, Drew lives in uh Rosie lives in BC now, so him and Willie are good buddies. So So I guess technically he was our second guest from BC. We were talking about that last night, but uh cause of the week, because of the week for episode seventy-five. He is from Cochrane, Ontario. He plays U18 rep for the Erico Fall Stingers Uh, because of the week is Mr. Leland Hunter. So uh, Leland, uh, good little defenseman I had. I went to uh, his games a couple weeks ago and he uh, he's a good little. uh, He's almost like a Josh Morrissey. Small but he could skate. He could good with that puck and Everyone likes a puck-carrying defenseman, right? so... Hey, how uh, come you never
1: compare anybody to Oilers? You always compare it to a Jets or Leafs.
0: Because uh, I don't like the Oilers, man. You know that.
1: Does it solve?
0: If I was going to say, uh I would compare Bush to a Darnell Nurse. <laughs> <laughs> Just a waste of money.
1: <laughs> That's a mic drop in a burn hole.
0: Oh, man. <laughs> like, I don't want to play no more. <laughs> I don't know who's going on other than like McDavid. And I don't want to compare a player to David back or uh, maybe a Jack Campbell, a goalie who shits the bed.
1: <laughs> plays like Jack Campbell. Okay. Right? Next topic. <laughs> See? That's why I don't compare to
0: the Oilers Cause it's like a negative thing, I guess. Uh, shout outs. Do you have any shout outs for episode oh. 75?
1: Shout out! I like to give a shout out to all the volleyball participants I had in uh, on Saturday. I was at the gym all day. It was would like to give a thanks to Manny Chicago for helping me set up and with the round robin and tourney. Pretty much, she did most of it. I wrote down a lot of stuff that <laughs> that I that I couldn't read myself. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and she. You had a little crew making some bannock burgers for a little for rookie league. Uh, going to the Jays, that little group that KCA. I'll be going, yeah. Okay, so I, I, I think she you sold know. 60 burgers, 60 or 70 burgers. Yeah, that's good.
0: It's 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 hard fundraising. It oh, is. Oh,
1: I know. Well, she had to make all the like, people say, oh, why don't you just fundraise? I said, no, you got to make 70 individual pieces of bannock. Like
0: that's, that's a lot of bannock.
1: That's a lot of work.
0: That is a lot.
1: Like And uh, I shouldn't c- compare apples and oranges. I was at the gym only, only eight and a half hours. I wasn't cheering, but you breathe that stale air, like your throat gets parched. I can't imagine you at the rink for three days. Or organizers or announcers or anybody, man. You on that on that side of the coin, man, you gotta give props to anybody who does that. Yeah, for sure.
0: That's a lot of dedication and a lot mm. of commitment. Like especially month. when especially yeah. when you have a young family, right? Mandy has two young kids and she's yeah. pregnant, so she's expecting. That's- so she's on her feet. So yeah. kudos and good job. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh I got some shout outs. Uh I got lots this week. So I see. <laughs> um, I yeah I text Bush the our uh, content for this week's show and yeah I gotta okay these are like the two important ones this week Christina Kioki and Bunny Sutherland they're the ones who got my my travel already my hotel ready my car rental and we had a kind of a mix up with my travel um but they set everything up they. They were they were awesome. They were hard workers. Um, I got uh, Grand Chief Allison Linklater of Muskegog Council. Um, the Executive Director, Irene Linklater. Then you got Natasha Martin. All work for Muskegog Council. Um, so they were all super uh, super nice. They treated me well, and uh, it was very uh, I was very humbled and honored to to work at the Muskegog Cup. Um, they treated me really well and I have nothing but good things to say about uh these ladies who really uh, accommodated me and so thank you ladies. Uh, I hope we hope to be back hopefully next year Bush will join me. Um, it was such a fun time so uh yeah I want to give a shout out to those ladies uh Donald Donald Hedrick. He's the organizer at the 34th Annual IRC Tourney in Inuvik, Northwest Territories. Um, Good job on putting on another successful tournament. Uh, that's a lot of work putting on tournaments like we just finished talking. So uh, good job on uh, putting that tournament on. And we have one more. I'm just trying to look at my chats right now. Um uh yeah, another one is the Cross Lake Islanders U Thirteen hockey team. Uh they won the um their tourney in Norway House, home of the Norway House North Stars. So congrats uh to the U Thirteen Cross Lake Islanders on winning the tournament. It's always fun winning the tournaments when you're a little kid in minor hockey. Eh? So good job, guys, and uh Keep playing hard and keep uh, keep going on it. Keep on keeping on, as Ricky Bobby would say.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, I attended the 14th annual, annual Muskego Cup in Timmins, Ontario. Um, it was a minor hockey tournament from U7s all the way to th- this year they had the U22 kids. So they wanted to include the kids that missed out for the last three years due to the pandemic. So it was it was really good hockey. Um, I was at all three arenas bouncing around. <laughs> I had nieces and nephews playing, and my cousins' kids were playing. So it was busy. I was I was able to watch a lot of hockey. I was at the rinks eight hours a day, so eight times three. I was at like twenty four hours, man. So it was a lot of good hockey, a lot of good hockey in the Treaty 9 area. There was kids from, there was teams from like Long Lake 58, teams from Quebec, like players from Sault Ste. Marie, Sudbury, North Bay, Northern Ontario. It was it was good to see the kids playing and the kids laughing. And I had a booth set up at McIntyre Arena and we gave away shirts we gave away long nice. sleeve shirts so it was and they went up fast too and we uh we for, we talked to a lot of people and it was good to interact with the parents and the kids and interviewing the kids and the grandparents and i interviewed Dad, Mar, Mar, uh mervin chichu the chief of moose creek first nation mm-hmm. and so it was good um there was some some bad things i guess uh, they had a division U18 where there was only two teams in competitive, and they wanted to add another team just to make make it more more hockey, I guess. Because I don't, I wouldn't want to play a team in a two team division like three four times in a weekend. So they added a team of non indigenous players to okay. that division, and a lot of people were upset because this was this is a First Nation Indigenous tournament, so. Um, they were up. A lot of people were upset because why are they letting a non indigenous team play in a native tournament, right? But, um, they made it all the way to the finals and they lost in overtime to Moose Cree, Moose Cree Scrappers. And it was a good game. I watched it and it, it was a, it went to overtime three on three and it was a two one game. And, but it's, I hated to see that team lose because I mean, they played in a rink that Sunday and it was packed and more like 90% of the the crowd was cheering for Moose Cree. And it was so I felt bad for the kids knowing what they were playing against. They were playing against the crowd, but it was a good clean hockey game. Um, but when Moose Cree scored in overtime, the whole te- the whole arena cheered like loud. But uh that team was made up uh mostly of AAA players. So and they were good. Moose Cree had a lot of AAA players too. So it it was really good hockey. Those kids could skate fast and um yeah, it was uh total. Overall experiences, it was really good to attend, and I'm glad I attended. Mm. Um, It was cold. Um, My first, when I was flying to Timmins from Winnipeg, okay, here's my travel experience. Wednesday, I, I took a plane from Winnipeg to Toronto, landed at Pearson Airport. Then I had to take a train. That goes from Pearson Airport to Union Station downtown. Then once I got to Union Station, I had to take an Uber from Union Station to Billy Bishop Airport. Then from there, from that my cab, I had to take another plane from Toronto to Timmins. So it was it was like that movie, uh trains, planes, or what is <laughs> that uh train, planes, and automobile that John Candy movie. So it was hectic, man. And the traffic in Toronto is so crazy because it was during rush hour and the Leafs were playing that night. So downtown was insane. And so I was worried. Well, I wasn't worried I was going to miss my flight, but I was kind of hoping I was miss my flight because I would have went to the Leafs game. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, it was just part of my crazy, hectic travel experience going to – Much Gagra Cup. So, but, but, uh, like I said, Christina and Bunny really helped me and totally helped. Um, so last Saturday, no, last Friday, I went to the Toronto Maple Leafs game against Minnesota Wilds in Toronto. Okay. And it, it was an okay game. Did you watch it? Probably not because you don't watch the Leafs, I'm sure, right? Wait,
1: what, what day was it?
0: That was Friday.
1: No, I was playing Casey's League Friday.
0: It was uh, it was an okay game. Awesome Matthews, and he actually. But, but he yeah,
1: I, I wouldn't have. I would have watched it anyways. <laughs> yeah, I know.
0: So, but it was good to see Matthews, Marner, uh, Ryan O'Reilly play. The game went in an overtime, and crowd went crazy when uh, Neil scored that overtime goal. But ticket prices in Toronto are ridiculous. There's no way a family of Four could take their family to a game. Even if you sit in the three hundred section. Three hundred section, you're looking at tickets like over two fifty. Like like two tickets for us. It was like six ninety, man. Is that ridiculous? Like that's
1: just they're uh, they're they don't want me and you in the fans. They want Myers, North, Penny, and associates in the fans.
0: Yeah, they want corporate. People, like corporate companies and the high, like the CEOs and the presidents yep. of these big companies attending it's the games.
1: They clients because they'll get it back on a tax break, right?
0: Yeah, uh, the average family. I feel bad. Like, what, what do you tell a kid that wants to go, hey, dad, I want to go watch Austin Matthews and Mitch Warner plays? Like, sorry, son, I just can't take you. We can't afford it. It's sickening. Like, Yeah.
1: Uh, so, you make you want to, like... It's just awful. It's just downright. Oh, see, that's sort where of I think like you gotta these guys that we that these pay like Marner is Matthews McDavid. You guys, you guys gotta step up for the average show and say, listen, yeah. like, like we we need we want fans that are gonna watch the game and cheer, not just people that are just getting drunk and getting laughing at each other's jokes and not watching the game. Yeah, because. When we went to the World Juniors in 2016 in Montreal, Quebec, where we saw a lot of people in suits not even paying attention to the games. They were on their phones, they were making deals, they weren't even watching a gold medal game in Canada where the world juniors between Canada and US. They weren't. They would look up and say, Oh yeah, good blah blah blah. But there are a lot of them were on their phones. It was really frustrating. It's irritating. A lot of <laughs> a lot of suits and uh
0: um I people that probably Business don't even attire. know hockey or don't care for yeah. the game, right? Mm-hmm. Funny story about that hot that lease game I went to f- on Friday. Uh my daughter Anna, she bought me a brand new Lease jersey for Christmas. And I didn't try it on. I didn't wear it. I left it, let it be, because I wanted to put, I was thinking, who can I put the last name and number on my jersey? But Amazing. uh but I I was in the hotel room about to leave for, for the game. And I was like, okay, I brought I brought the jersey. I'm going to wear the jersey to the game. So I tried it on. I couldn't even get my arms in the jersey. <laughs> I was like, what the heck? So I took off the jersey. I looked at the size, and it was a small, a size small. Size small? Yeah, yes. I have no idea why Anna got me a, a small jersey. I don't know. She just.
1: Maybe she had a brain fart and just said, oh, I tried it out. Oh, yeah, it fits good. My dad will like it.
0: Yeah, so I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I, was, I was kind of annoyed and disappointed all at once. Like, damn it.
1: <laughs> I don't There's my Christmas present, right? Yes. Yeah.
0: I was like, damn it, I can't fit it. So I told Paul, I'm not going to a Leafs game without wearing a jersey. So I ran to Sports Check. We were just down the street from Eaton Center. So we ran to eat uh, Sports Check at Eaton Center. I bought a jersey. Cause I'm not going to a my team to go watch without a jersey. Mm-hmm. So I end up buying a, a jersey. It was like 210 bucks. Oh. So that night was almost like a thousand dollars. I mean, would you go to an Oilers game? Oh, actually you did. Not in Edmonton though. Oh, would if you were in Edmonton and you were going to a, a Oilers jersey, would you go to a game without a jersey?
1: Never. I wouldn't See? Stop putting that in that building without a jersey on. I would I would go to Sport Check and spend you, $200. $250, yeah,
0: you would do the $200. same, yep. right?
1: Get the emergency jersey.
0: So now I have another Leafs jersey now. <laughs> uh, they had a Nylander in my size, but it was a white jersey, and I didn't want to, oh. knowing me, I'd spill mustard or something on my jersey and just ruin it. So I just got a blank blue jersey. So, yeah, that was my trial belief Maple Leaf experience <clears> on <throat> Friday night but yeah I was now I got an extra small jersey so that should be interesting um I think that's it for for, for the first half of the podcast that's really good uh stories, though. yeah it's, it was it's been hectic okay yeah. how you been uh I haven't seen you in a week and a half how how's Bush how's uh Danny
1: Danny is frustrated uh I almost I was almost gonna Tell Ken Holland that I'm available because I think I'm a better defenseman than Darnell Nurse at not even half the cost. Like half the cost, one, so that'd you, be four point five million. Yeah, you pay me four point five million, I'll step on the ice. I, was, I could I could save him some dollars. I was, still people go around me, but you still save some money. <laughs> like there's there was someone had a jersey on they they caught it. It was number twenty five and the. And where they put the name on top is, is if it had like nine million. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was watching TikTok speaking about the oilers. Uh yeah. that uh super fan Magoo, he comes up uh, yeah. on my uh newsfeed or whatever you call it okay. once in a while yeah. on TikTok. He's a first First Nation indigenous uh super fan of the oilers, big hardcore Oilers fan. Um, he made a video. He he's like uh this attention, this is uh, this is for uh, Ken Holland, GM of the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, what as an Oilers fan, I want you to uh, trade for a puck moving defenseman. I was thinking, what puck moving defenseman? What the hell? Yeah. Isn't freaking Barry a puck moving defenseman? But Barry's not on the first line though. What it's... he's on the first power play, right? Tyson no, Barry, it's,
1: it's uh, yeah, but he's he's overshadowed
0: what kind like, of puck puck they, they, moving defenseman they
1: want they is he want someone about they want someone in, in, in the class of like Barry can he's not as uh
0: he's not on a car he's not he's not on a car no he's, or, or he's Carlson, maybe a, no. is he a second tier puck moving defenseman he's he definitely second tier in my opinion
1: cuz he doesn't carry in in the uh in the offensive zone he doesn't it's either dry saddle or McDavid that carries it in and then Mc, then McDavid' will dry saddle will set it up and they'll and then then they'll then they'll start to cycle. they're gonna give it to Bouchard, which he shoots about two feet wide so and then uh the odd time Barry has a nice shot that that gets through it's pretty effective but he's he doesn't quarterback the power power play they want what he's talking about is someone who will will grab the puck and consistently rush. Like Makar does, or like
0: Eric, or like no way the Oilers can afford it with their solid cover. Right? What about Winnipeg? They made a couple of good trades. Nope. They traded uh, Needle Rider mm-hmm. to Winnipeg. Um, the one thing, like, out of all the Canadian teams, and like, we love our Indigenous people, we love our hockey, and you always see a big fan base from. First Nations people, but the people like the cities that I don't see a big fan is around is maybe Calgary. Like you see it, Vancouver, Ethan bears there and everyone's mm. going to support Edmonton. Everyone loves Edmonton singles with the Leafs, Winnipeg. Same goes for Ottawa. I'd say Ottawa and Calgary and maybe Montreal that they don't have really big fan bases of indigenous no. people. Compared to no. Toronto, Winnipeg, Edmonton, and Vancouver, I wonder why. That's I mean, a good question, yeah. especially with Edmonton. I mean, Calgary, you get there's a lot of reserves south of uh, south of uh, Calgary, so you think they would have the fan base. There's reserves by Ottawa and Montreal as well, too. So <laughs> I don't know what happened. I pressed the wrong button. Oh, oh man, we better get out of here. Let's go our, let's go yeah. to our interview with the uh, Willie Sellers. Let's go before something. Bye. Else okay. Hey Rez hockey. Rez hockey would like to introduce you, our guest for episode 75. He is from Williams Lake, First Nation, out in beautiful BC. And we're happy to have him because he's our first guest from BC, other than uh, Rosie. Rosie moved to BC, so that's kind of technically not from BC. So, uh, Rez Hockey would like to introduce our guest, Mr. Willie Sailors. Welcome to
2: the show, man. Hey, man. And, uh, you know, we adopted Rosie, and so he practically BC now. Maybe one of my best bros. <laughs> that's a good thing because he's
0: one hell of a player and I'm sure you, uh, you being a goalie, you love having in, in front of you blocking shots and stopping that puck, right?
2: No, I, you know, I played senior with him. I, I won a lot of Indian tourneys with him. He's one of my best pros. And I was talking to him earlier today. I said, yeah, I'm going to go on the pod today. And he said, make sure you name drop me a eh? first, <laughs> first five minutes. We're already talking about him. <laughs> Right on, Rosie. So good. Uh, hope you're doing good out in BC,
0: bro. <laughs> uh, we met, I just mentioned you're a goalie. Uh, how did you get started being a tender?
2: You know, I had a, a, di- a different path. And, um, you know, we grew up on the res here just like everybody else. And we're located just 15 minutes outside of a major city center for a region. And uh, I grew up playing. Uh, I, I was in the minor hockey system. I uh, quit hockey in Wee actually. And, and you know how it is on the res parents just can't afford it and the way she goes sometimes and I uh, I stuck with it playing ball hockey but played all the other sports right and uh, as I got as I got older and I was able to afford all my own gear at 1920 I bought all my old the first set of gear I got was like old Eddie Bauer pads remember those <laughs> old Eddie Bauer pads and they were black and white, and they were they were so gorgeous and so pretty and I remember how many times I got shot in the knees trying to be <laughs> butterfly style, like Patrick. It <laughs> 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 quickly moved up to the pair velocities, that first, uh, first edition, but the rest, you know, from there was just hard work and, and, and always just good timing. Like I missed because I started so late, I missed all that junior and, and, and playing that good hockey and growing up and, and, and then really experiencing it. But what I got because of, uh, my work ethic and and how much I prided myself on getting better every day. And the timing that I had just playing the local here, I got on with a local senior team and, and really the rest is history. Shit. I, I played, I don't know, 18 years now, a senior double yeah. A hockey <laughs> so, <laughs> kind of crazy yeah. thinking back man.
0: <laughs> you mentioned uh, senior hockey, uh, you play for the Williams lakes, Stampeters Peters. Uh, how was uh, your season going or how did it go?
2: Yeah, shit, you know, we, I don't know if we're allowed to swear on the pot, We're allowed, we're uh, allowed. Ah, we can swear, here we yeah. go. No, we got put out last weekend uh, uh, in overtime, game three, best of three. We lost actually to Nachako, another good goalie in the province, probably, you know, one of the best to come out of BC, you know, besides Carey Price, of course, but that Damian Ketlow from Fraser Lake area, yeah, he outdueled me there in playoffs, <laughs> they beat us in overtime, and uh, our season's over, and I was and I was pretty feeling pretty down about it because I don't know how many more years of senior I got in me. I'm almost 40 years old now, but keeping me in shape. And I was just uh, chatting with the old lady. I don't even know if I'm going to play tourney season. I was so pissed, and then yeah, I got a couple calls, so feeling a little bit more upbeat about the, se- the tourney season going.
0: <laughs> Are you looking forward to uh, the 40-plus tourneys?
2: Oh, you know, they're already calling. Hey. Eh? <laughs> hey, how old are you? How old are you? I got another couple of years, I said. Uh okay, well, we'll let you know, we will bring you up whatever you want, Willie, whatever you want. <laughs> it's tough, but like as you get a little bit older, and you guys have talked about it on the on the pod there. You 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 get less and less calls on the big turnies, but then those oldies teams really start trying to check you out and, you know, offering yeah. you just the same money you used to get. <laughs> Yeah, it totally happened to me like uh mid thir- 35
0: to 40. My I'd barely get any messages to come play, but once I hit 40, I started getting messages and phone calls again. So it's uh,
2: I don't know. Yeah, that's it, the thing, like, like there's this there's this other goalie on our team this year, good kid, uh, young guy just turned um, I think he just turned 20. And uh, I played actually senior with his dad, so oh, wow. she's really come full circle. His dad's <laughs> coming and watching the games, you know, banging on the glass and checking us out. <laughs> I'm thinking, you know, I'm I, I think I'm the oldest or second oldest on the team. I actually broke the league record this year for most games played by a goalie in the in our senior league. Oh, nice! In. It's pretty cool. It's the only senior league in DC. It runs um, from Williams Lake in the in the south, and then you go Cornell uh Nachaco which is Fort St. James, Vanderhoof area up to Prince Rupert Terrace, Hazleton and uh you know it's a long like the geographical area that covers is long but when we get to the provincial championships will be we go against teams like Powell River or Fort St. John or Dawson Creek plays in there too and I mean it's a ton of fun it's it's really about finding the balance and like just staying in shape yeah, and the the work that we do on a day to day here in the res, and you know how it is on the res. Sometimes it gets tough. Huh? We go to the to the rink and hang out with the boys, and everything just gets so much easier and
0: <laughs> more simpler. Uh, res turnies <laughs> in BC, um, how are they? Like I never played in a res turning in BC, and with you being the f- first guy from BC on the show, it like how how are turnies in BC?
2: they're different you know it's not the same as back east the prize money definitely isn't the same you know bringing in those imports is something that's getting a little bit different where you're starting to see it more in bc now you know teams are are wanting to win and uh the the caliber is getting better and better like i've won every tourney in bc multiple times over and uh i i have had a ton of fun doing it and the crowds are usually really good but and then you look at uh look at those tourneys back east, they're filling those rinks, you know, <laughs> there's imports all over the place. It's play for your own res, which is really cool and crazy. Not something that we see here I've ever seen actually in my my res tourney career, but I look at um, even that Red Pheasant Winterfest on the weekend here they got play by play they got player interviews you know they got replays <laughs> 15k for person it's really just the start of the season <laughs> uh it's just it's just crazy and it's different but i mean with today's technology where it's at and and how everyone is on social media yeah where i think we're going to start to see these tourneys in bc get bigger and better and and, and a lot more funner because we were using that example back east to to catch up yeah um who are some of uh
0: i guess you could say res tourney legends if you were going to name a few for the uh, listeners who aren't familiar with bc
2: no other than yourself uh... (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah, i guess maybe i would be in that category i don't know (laughs) let somebody else tell that story (laughs) uh (laughs) there's a ton guys like a robin gilbert for example you know, he um he's a guy that grew up on my res here. He's probably the best athlete to come off of this res playing fastball and playing tourneys. Uh Wilpy Robbins, he's my neighbor. He's I think he's like third all time in our CIHL league, or Francis Johnson, like those guys from our, our area are legends in BC. Uh I mean you look across the board, there's um like a Rick Kousis, or and he's from the North Prince George area, or um yeah, I I you know, I I probably named named a handful, but um, there's just so there there is so many more, and we we never really all had the opportunity to get to go back east. Like, there's not many of us from this region. You know, a lot of us have been up to Whitehorse, for example, or um, maybe in some tournaments in Alberta. But getting over for the for the Stanley Cup, like a guy like Sean Bailey did with the Redskins oh, yeah, back yeah. in the day, or. Um, or uh, myself getting over to Freddy's there, there, there wasn't many, but I mean, it, it really honestly opened my eyes up a ton, getting an opportunity to go to Freddy's or getting an opportunity to, to get up to white horse and, and, and really see some high caliber talent in Indian country. A lot of the guys that you've, that you've interviewed over, over the course of your pod. I mean, the, the, the profile is just really starting to blow up and, you know, I got my young guy coming up. He's 15 and, we're gonna have a chance to go to Whitehorse this year, and he's just over the moon, like just excited. And it's really—I uh, was talking to my mom about it today, and she's like, "Yeah, he's getting so much more exposure than you did at that age." I said, <laughs> like, "Mom, I didn't start playing till I was like twenty years old." <laughs> hey, come on, cut me some slack.
0: <laughs> um,
2: how was the game uh, of hockey uh, prepared
0: to become a leader in your community?
2: Yeah, I mean, we always talk about it in politics. It's tough. And you know, everyone's always coming at you. We're dealing with with some heavy duty stuff in yeah. community. And and the, one of the ways that I curb it is by by playing a lot of hockey. It helps me with my balance, but you know, it it also teaches you teaches you how to to hang out with people and 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 really you know hold yourself up in a way and in, in in a positive light for those young kids that are coming up. You know, I look at my son, for example, and how busy that he is with hockey, and uh, he's getting to that really kind of crazy age where, you know, hockey's keeping him out of trouble. And I like to think yeah. about that same way with me. Uh, you know, you have a bad day, but you get to the rink and you're hanging out with the boys, and 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 you're being a role model in your community. I mean, there's there's positives all the way around. You know, that work ethic piece helps you uh, in your day to day, so that you're, you know, you're Again, leading by example. It's it's not easy to be in that top spot, be in that yeah. leadership position, be the chief of the community and, and try and lead a good life sometimes because it's so dang stressful. Um, uh, what can you tell us
0: about your community, uh, Williams Lake First Nation?
2: Well, I'd like to think we're probably the best res in BC. Eh? <laughs> 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 no, we're a, a smaller res, you know we have about 850 registered band members at wlfn and you know my life goal would be to bring a team over to freddy's but we don't have the population and the talent i mean we have probably you bring in some imports we have got a probably a good top six and a solid top 3d but we need some of these kids to come up to for us to even have a chance over there that'd be the goal down the road of course as we start developing talent but we're a successful community I mean, we're from the interior, we're located just outside the city of Williams Lake, so our, our location is great in regards to economic development and, and what we've been able to do and and build revenue streams and opportunities for membership to provide for themselves and their families. Our investment that we put into our culture and language revitalization, I think, is is setting us aside from everybody else. But, uh, you know, because we have such a I guess a progressive and supportive council and a supportive community. We've been able to get some really cool stuff done. I mean, you look at them this past year, even I uh, don't want to turn your thought into politics, but <laughs> we've probably done about 20 million in the region and in, oh, wow. uh, in, in development. And we just won this settlement over the, uh, over the federal government. So we got $135 million, which we put $130 million into a trust. Oh, wow. And you look at what, what Williams Lake and what the Williams Lake First Nation is going to look like in the next you know, five years is going to be pretty exciting. Wow! I mean, we're going to do some cool things and build some cool stuff and give these youth an opportunity that even I didn't have in my generation. It only got worse even before me on yeah. what was available for these kids to get off the res and, you know, see the world and have opportunity.
0: Wow. That's, 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 that's awesome to hear. That's really, yeah, uh, for sure. I'm going to be coming by and coming to visit you for sure. Sounds yeah, yeah, sounds excited yeah
2: man honestly that yeah you come anytime we have uh probably the best time my favorite time of the year like besides hockey season of course is uh dip netting season yeah uh, i was going to ask fishing, you about that is, what is that oh man it's uh it's a form of fishing specific to interior first nations in british columbia you have a um a 8 to 10 foot pike pole with a net on the end and you scoop fish out of the river
0: Wow.
2: So we fished for sockeye salmon in this region. It's really probably why, you know, Rosie become one of my best friends, because <laughs> you can't fish our rivers without <laughs> you being there. Eh? <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> so like every, every summer, I mean, you go into my freezer right now. Honestly, I got vacuum sealed fillets. I wow. got smoked fish. I got dried fish. I got canned fish. I got smoked cans. We will send you home. I had those red peasants boys over here last, uh, last summer. They come over and they pow out here. Uh, Dickie Baptiste and uh, Colton Baptiste, couple of beauties, and um, and we sent them home. What did we send them home with? I think we sent them home with thirty sockeye, wow. and they were just pumped. But they were here for the powwow, right when fishing season was happening. So I got them down to the river a couple times, and you know we were telling stories. And 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 uh, I have to say, like Colt's a good hockey player, but he's also a really good drummer. And that Dickie Baptiste man. You know, he cleaned up. He cleaned up our men's competitive uh, grass dance. He cleaned up our specials. He he drummed with the boys. I was just thinking, shit. You know, maybe I should be picking up this dancing. So I bought my regalia and I went out and danced to nice. <laughs> yeah. uh, it was you're... cool, but go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, you know, you you come during fishing season. That'll be the best time, man. Oh, and that sounds awesome. I didn't you go home with. Yeah, you go home with fish, too, and uh, we're pretty spoiled here. Like, I look at the Karibu Coden or the Squepin Territory where we're from here. Yeah. And within one hour, you have access to every biogeoclimatic zone from deserts to rainforest and to, to grasslands. But, you know, we, we are spoiled with just how lucky we are uh, to be from this land and and this at this time i mean like i said we eat fish once a week in my house and you go to the grocery store and one fillet is like 30 bucks you know we get it for free and pretty blessed
0: yeah because i like walking through like like the the fish section of the grocery store like here in safeway and like yeah you're right like a fillet of salmon it's expensive and then i'm sure it's not Mm -hmm. fresh it's been sitting like from the time it's caught to the time it's in the grocery store it's not fresh right so yeah i'm sure oh, it's man. uh you guys are really lucky sounds like a good time for yeah. sure i would love to come up there and try that uh you're also yeah, maybe,
2: you, maybe go go ahead so i was gonna say maybe come on for the powwow
0: <laughs> yeah uh you're you are uh an author as well you wrote some children's books uh what can you tell us about your books
2: I wrote two books. One, actually, I, I said, I'm going to write some books, books about stuff that I know best. So the first one I wrote about was dip netting, which we were just talking about. And then the second one was hockey. So the first one, dip netting with dad. The second one, hockey with dad. Canadian bestsellers, uh, award winners. And, um, you know, they they tell a really cool story about a family doing family activities about, you know, a couple of things that really are close to my heart, which is, of course, dip netting and, and hockey. And, and the big part of the motivation around writing those books, honestly, was trying to find First Nation content in any bookstore, you know, yeah. but not only trying to find First Nation content, but also to try First Nation content from the region or area or territory that you live in. It was it was impossible. And that was back in. Oh, I want to say the early 2000s, but it was, you know, to What was it? 2014, 2014. 13, somewhere in there, 15, I can't remember. But now, you know, you fast forward, and you're starting to see it more and more. All of these indigenous success stories in Indian country are just coming in right to the forefront. And it's, it's because we continue to keep it into the mainstream. There's champions, you know, like your podcast is a prime example of of, of a success story that are holding up indigenous people in this country. And, you know all of us supporting each other as we navigate this healing journey is is pretty neat to see man it's like really cool like i'll tell you this really cool story actually uh the funnest part about writing books was being on book tour you know that first year we did 73 schools over eight weeks and it was a ton of fun me and the illustrator it was just a beauty non-indigenous guy but one of my best friends kevin east his name and uh we were at a French immersion school. And I've told this story before, not a single indigenous kid in that school, but what the school district did in lower Cowichan, which is down in Victoria area, they gave us a handler, this big indigenous man. Uh, He would sing this, he he would hold my drum and keep it warm. And then he would sing this uh, welcoming song every single school that we went to over that week that we were in lower Cowichan. And we go to this French immersion school. There's not a single indigenous kid in the school and uh, he pulls the drum out, and he starts drumming. I swear to God, man, every single kid in that school sang that welcoming song word for word. Wow. Word for word. <laughs> I, I couldn't believe it. I said, this is the benchmark. This is what we want to see. And, you know, you fast forward 2023 20, now, and we're starting to see it more. We're starting to see these indigenous, non-Indigenous allies show up at our powwows at our ceremonies and stand with us and stand beside us, you know, you just couldn't be more prouder of, of being in this era. I know always though, you know, quick to uh, remind everyone, you know, a lot of progress has been done, but you know, it's a lot of work to do still. Yeah,
0: exactly. For sure.
2: Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, before we let you go, we'll finish our interview
0: with these uh, five rapid NIST questions. We like to ask all our guests. So uh, yeah. are you ready? Ready. Ready. Uh, question number one: Baked or fried Bannock?
2: Fried all day.
0: Really? I'm I'm more of a baked guy, man. I'm not really a fan of a fried oh, Bannock. Man, man.
2: <laughs> we got this guy in our res. I swear, we got this guy in our res. His name's Cody. They call him the Bannock Man. He just fries bannock, you know, fry bread. <laughs> I swear this is the kind of fry bread, like in smoke signals, where oh, you can hold yeah. it up in the band meeting or at the community <laughs> meeting. You can rip it in half, I swear. Uh, There's a beauty too.
0: Question number two. Ever use a curtain for, a bed sheet for a curtain or door? Or or door? I can't even remember these questions. It's been so long. Okay, I'll re- I'll ask you again ever use a bed sheet for a curtain or a door
2: <laughs> oh man I've used a bed sheet for a curtain I've used a bed sheet for a door and I've used a bed sheet for a wall <laughs> I lived on the res my whole life <laughs> we were so joking good, around right? the other day you see that big water settlement coming out it's uh yeah um we we never had drinking water uh we always had boil water advisory on our res you know yeah. We always keep joking around uh, just lately, actually, because we still see, you know, curtains up in the windows and blankets <laughs> up in the windows. We're saying, "Fuck, wait, wait till we get our water money. We're going to put real blinds in there. <laughs> uh,
0: question number three, ever see Ernest Mooney-ass live in concerts?
2: I did. I seen him at Freddy's last year, which is really cool. Uh, but I seen him way back in the day. I was um, in Anaheim Lake which is actually the hometown of Kerry Price, the res that he's from, that Anaheim Lake. We were out there on standby for uh, firefighting. I used to firefight in my previous life before I got into politics and became the chief. And uh, I uh, I seen him I seen him live at the community hall in Anaheim Lake at nice. the uh, Anaheim Lake Stampede when we were on standby. It was deadly.
0: That's sweet. Uh,
2: question number four, bake no,
0: India taco or Bannock Burger?
2: Indian taco uh, yeah. all day. Uh, fifth and last question. <laughs> Can you jig? No, I cannot jig. No. <laughs> but, I, you know, I just started. Uh, <laughs> I started jigging, not big in BCA. Eh? Yeah. But I just started uh, power dancing. I power danced last summer for the first time. And when, in my research, because I practice all the time, keeps me in good shape, too. In my research, uh, you know, you also pull up those jigging videos and you want to try and incorporate them in because they're so silky. Yeah. All
0: <laughs> right. <on. laughs> well, uh, Willie, bro, thanks for uh, coming on the show. I know we had a couple of hiccups, uh, schedule conflict and whatnot, but I'm thankful for you coming on the show. It's uh, It's been a blast.
2: No, man. Honestly, it's been an honor for me too. I look at the caliber of goalies that you've had on this pod. With um, you know, Roddy and Devin and Alfie, and uh, just to be a part of that group is pretty cool for me. So the honor, you know, right here in my heart, really thankful and uh, hoping, uh, hoping to see you down the trail this this uh, res tourney season.
0: For sure, I'm sure you will,
2: man. Uh, take care, and uh, we'll uh, keep in touch. Okay, sounds good. Yeah, you take care too. Have a good day.
1: Hi.
0: <laughs> Welcome back. Uh, yeah. Uh, like I said earlier, that was a, another great interview f- uh, from Willie. Great guy. Uh, sorry, Bushy. You, you would have loved this guy if, if you would have uh, sat down with us and chatted. This guy is such a nice guy. Uh, like, t- like I have so much respect for him. Just uh, to be able to be the chief of your, of your community, uh write books, uh, play hockey, and just he's such a really nice guy, and i was I'm glad we were able to uh sit down and talk hockey. And, so thanks again, Willie, and uh we appreciate you coming on the show. Um, for this week's res hockey top five, uh, I'm gonna say um the top five uh, prospects that played at the Moshkego Cup in Timmins last weekend um FYI I'm not being biased I was just as a Scout I was uh watching these these players very carefully and um they were very good and I it just happened that I'm related to some of them so I'm not picking them because their last name and I'm related to them I'm, I'm picking them because on of all the talent that I've watched, these these kids stood out um, above the rest. So uh, number five, uh, Keaton Win. he's a goalie. He played for Moose Creek Scrappers. Uh, this kid's he's playing U18 in North Bay. Um, I've known his dad, Alvin Blue Boy, since we were like uh, friends when we were kids in Moose Factory. So he comes from a good family. Uh, this guy's this uh kid's big, he moves fast, and he's um uh, really agile. So he's a really good goalie and he's uh he played for Moose Creek Scrappers, like I mentioned, and where they won the tournament. This I think I told his dad, I think your son is is good enough to play junior because he's just he has that size and he, he moves well for a big boy. Uh number four for Reds Hockey Top Five. Uh, pros, junior prospects at the Muskego Cup. Uh, Tylen Eiserhoff, he's uh forward with Capascason, Flyers out of the Great North Midget League, uh, Triple A U18. Um, he's uh, he's a winger, good, good shot, strong on the puck, and uh, he's a, he's probably around 5'10, but he's he's built like a like a brick. Brookhouse. This kid's solid, square shoulders. Good. It was good to watch him play. Um, so, number three is his cousin, Tannen Heiseroff. Like I said, I'm not picking <laughs> these guys because they're their last name. I'm picking them because these kids, they stood out. They were a, a little bit faster, stronger than the other uh, kids in this 18 competitive division. But uh, Tannen, this kid... It was a non-body contact t- tournament, but this kid was pushing kids off the puck because like, he was just that strong. Um, he like him and talent. They they go hunting, and I think a lot of that will help your your upper body strength. Right when you're uh, when you gotta keep, yeah. like put like when you're hunting a moose and you get a moose, you gotta lift all that all that weight. Right, like mm-hmm. if you're gonna cut the moose up in quarters, you're you're, you're you're lifting a lot of weight. So I think that's what helps these boys with their 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 strength is the, the all the hunting that they're doing. Tannen, Tannen is is up he's not as tall. He's probably around 5'10, same as uh Thailand, but this kid is is uh like a small power forward. He has a hard shot and he's strong on that puck. So um yeah, that's not my number three. Uh number two, he played for Long La- Long Lake, Long Lake 58 Generals. Uh he currently plays for the Timmons Majors of the Great North Midget, U eighteen triple A League. Uh Braden Westbury. This kid's uh a six three, probably like hundred and eighty-five defenseman. He's good good backward skater, good forward skater. He's uh Hard to beat because he's so big and is such a long reach. Mobile defenseman, really good on his skates and has a good shot. Rushes the puck good, so he, he's another kid that I believe he can play junior next year. Um. So uh, yeah, that's our number. My number two pick uh, and my number one pick for top five junior prospects at the Muskego Cup uh, last week is Nate Nate Lazarus for the Moose Cree Scrappers. Nate plays. In the same league as uh, Thailand Tannen, and Braden in that U18 Great North Midget League, that AAA U18 league. Uh, Nate plays for Sudbury. This kid's... uh, He comes from a good hockey family back home in Moose Factory. Nate's another big defenseman, 6'3", but he can skate. He's a smooth skating defenseman. He's uh, really... Nice to watch these guys play and these kids are gonna be playing junior hockey, maybe not next season, but the season after. And I wish them all all the all the luck. And and uh these kids have so much potential. And I hope they they go through with their potential and take that take that next step of jumping to junior hockey. So yeah, that's my uh Rez hockey top five. Uh I talked to uh, okay, I talked to this one kid. At the tournament, and I asked him, "Hey, how's your season going?" He said, "Fine." I said, "What are you going to do next year?" Um, this kid plays plays in Timmins for the Timmins Majors, and I asked him, "Like, would if the opportunity came, would you come to Thunder Bay to play for the Cam River Fighting Wally, the team that I scout for and work with?" And he's, you know, what he told me, I won't mention his name, but he told me that he 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 wouldn't he wouldn't go and I asked him why he goes it's too far from home and it it kind of it kind of left me um I was speechless because you have a chance to play junior hockey a chance that a lot of kids don't have yeah and Thunder Bay from Timmins is only seven hours.
1: See that's not far. At all, really? Like and he, he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't know it's not that far. I,
0: right? I told. I told him it's. It's only a seven-hour drive. It's not far. And he, he, he had no interest. He said it's too far. I think kids have. If you want to play hockey, you have to make sacrifices. You got to be dedicated, and part of that sacrifice and dedication is you got to move away from home. Yeah. Um. There are some teams in the Timmins area, like Cochrane, Kirkland Lake, Timmins, but I'm not sure if they're interested in that kid or not. Because I saw something special, and I—that's uh, maybe the the other team scouts won't see what I see. But I saw that he had potential to play junior hockey, so I then I approached him. But it just totally caught me off guard. It's a seven-hour drive, and he said it—it's too far. Mm -hmm. So I think kids, if you want to play junior hockey and a scout or a GM coach approach you and, and yeah, you might get homesick, but we had, we interviewed a lot of former junior players, pro players, like, like Chad Denny. Remember when we interviewed him, Bush, he said, your friends on the res, your friends at, at home will always be there. The res will always be there. Your family will always be there. So take that big leap, take that big jump. Yeah, it's gonna be you're you're gonna be scared at first, but then you're gonna meet more brothers, hockey brothers. You're gonna meet the team, and that's where you you guys will all click and have a bond and just totally gel. And then you won't be as uh, as lonely for the boys who are back home. Mm-hmm. And with social media and today's technology, you could Facetime your your buddies. You can Facetime your parents your grandparents, your aunts and uncles, right? Like kids today are lucky with, with the phones that we have computers that we have that we could just call and have a FaceTime conversation and stuff like that. Like when I used to call my parents, I used to call my parents collect or my dad had a toll free number at his work. And I used to call it just to talk to him. And we didn't have uh, face to face conversations like through FaceTime and Skype and whatnot so kids are fortunate to be able to have that today and take that kids take that leap take that big step and move away if you have that chance to go play junior hockey because not too many kids have that opportunity Um, I, I know that kids there's other kids that wish they could have that chance so that's uh that's Trev's uh, coach's corner for this week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it totally caught me off guard. And I, I'll keep talking to this kid to see where his heart at. And I hope it changes because this kid's good and he has he has potential. So, um, what else? What else? What else I'll, do you want to talk about? Uh, on, when I was flying back from Toronto to Winnipeg on Saturday – I downloaded The Hangover yeah. on Netflix. I love The Hangover. It, it, yeah. One of my top five move, all-time favorite movies. And I was thinking, you know how Stu is, like, uh, how his, with his wife or his fiance that he's, she's very controlling over him and he like, like he had to do a check checklist of, like he had to take his role Jesus. game. He had to call her when he got to Vegas and, she was calling him and like controlling, I guess a controlling spouse. And I was thinking, how many stews are there do you know when when they go to a rest tourney? Cause I was I was sitting there just thinking, like, shit, I wonder how many guys are on a hockey team that are like stew. They gotta check and they gotta you know what I mean? Like <laughs> I'm not talking about bad about wives and spouses because but like as a joke, do you think there's a lot of stews on hockey teams when oh. they go when they go to res tourneys? I would say there's uh nah, yeah, I'd probably say there's one <laughs> or
1: two, maybe. Yeah, per, per tournament. Yeah. I mean, we've all skated with someone that uh that's that their spouse has been there and
0: kind of crazy and
1: I wouldn't say crazy. Wow.
0: <laughs> cray Cray, man. Cray Cray. Yeah. I went to this one tournament and he came out with us friday night and and he didn't he didn't go back to his room and his girlfriend came up to our saturday game and she was so mad and we finished that game uh that saturday then after that she came in the dressing room took his skates and just left so the guy had no skates to the continue to play in a tournament and we were all sitting there, like getting ready to shower and guys were just sitting around. We were talking and she just comes barging in, takes the skates and just leaves the dress room. And we were just all shocked. And it was quiet. It was like, did she just do that? Like, what the heck? No. <laughs> we, we didn't even say nothing to that player because I'm sure he felt embarrassed and I'd feel embarrassed, but I'm sure that's, that's a stew type of girlfriend right there. That would, is so mad at her, her spouse that she had to come in and take the skates that she bought. <laughs> oh. so yeah, that's a that was a funny story back in the days. I can't remember if he if he did no he laughed he laughed with her. That oh. yeah he ended up going back home with her and he didn't sh- show up like a Saturday evening game and our Sunday game. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Uh, this week, this weekend, what's going on this weekend?
1: This weekend is a annual tournament at the Hippodrome in Eveleth, Minnesota, where uh, Trevor and Bush will be going. We're we'll talking to the states,
0: the good US of a- America hashtag America. America. Yeah, I'm looking forward. We went to this tournament last year in Eveleth, Minnesota. Uh, what is that movie called? Uh, where they filmed. In that arena that we'll be playing. Uh, North. It's a movie with uh, Charlize.
1: Charlize Theron.
0: Yeah. she's When they were uh, a mining town in northern Minnesota. Um, Bush, are you Googling it? Yeah.
1: (laughs) I'm I'm trying to type quietly now. Like
0: like Woody Harrelson was in that movie where he, he was skating in that rink. North something. You got it? Uh, but anyways, we'll be playing at that rink. It's a really nice old barn, and it has a lot of history. Now I'm going to hit um, two. North Country, North Country. I beat you. So, yeah. Yeah. so if you watch North Country, we we will be playing at that rink.
1: Yeah, and we'll be driving around the on that uh, on the stretch of highway or near the mine.
0: What like kind a... of mine was it again? It was...
1: Uh... In the movie? I, I don't know. Maybe coal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't remember. I can't remember
0: what kind of mine it was. It was an iron mine. Oh, duh. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. If you watch it, because I watched it after we got back last year from Evelis. I was like, hey, I skated at that rink. I was I all proud and excited.
1: Yeah, I know. Well, I, I told Sue... And she was watching it, and there was a part where it towards the end of the movie, where they're skating in that rink. There's a there's a camera shot, and I had like and I had a picture of uh, when I'm taking. I think I took a picture of like uh, one of the other teams, just a just a general picture. And I scrolled through my phone and I told and I showed Susan, "Hey, this is it. We're, we're here, we're here. This is it." <laughs> it's
0: kind of neat. The one thing that I'm curious to see, and I know they will be doing is. American players, they only wear shin pads. They don't wear yeah. pants, and they call it breezers. Yeah, they put they just wear joggers over their yeah. their shin guards. So if it gets chippy, I'm gonna just slash someone right in the <laughs> right
1: in the arse. Didn't you fire a or shot last year?
0: Oh yeah, last year I was trying to throw <laughs> a a hard sauce pass across the ice, and I, the guy was skating back or he was skating. Uh, not facing me and i shot him right in the ass <laughs> <laughs> and i put a lot of mustard on that ass too yeah maybe well i'll do it again and <laughs> but yeah i don't i don't understand why americans don't wear pants but yeah anyways uh thanks for joining us yeah. for episode 75 it was fun uh it felt like we were gone forever, but we were just gone to one week. But yeah, yeah, we're we're glad to be back. We're happy to be back. So thanks for joining us for another episode. Uh, we'll see you next week. Uh yes, remember, we will. Take care of each other, love each other, and remember keep sanitizing your hands and yep. washing them as much as possible because you know we're still out there, people still get sick. Yeah, so treat it like a
1: cold. Yeah. So remember, don't, yeah, don't share your water bottles, kids. Stay. St- Keep your own, tape it up if you have to, but yeah, don't so, share your water bottles.
0: So, uh, yeah, everyone have a good week, and uh, we will see you again next week. So, we'll peace. see you again. peace.